The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Hi, this is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, he was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at soh.church. That's soh.church. Welcome, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio Live, where we are incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all. And we're here with you each and every Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, and I pass it to Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. Visit our website at soh.church. That's soh.church. Find out more about our upcoming events and services. Subscribe to our podcast, Sound of Heaven Radio, wherever you download your podcast, and like us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Sound of Heaven Live. Download our app in your app store or marketplace by searching Sound of Heaven. Our call-in number, we want to hear from you tonight because we're going to be having a lot of dialogue and discussion around a lot of stuff that's taking place now. We're going to hit Matthew chapter 20 a little bit, but the call-in number is 631-451-1039. 631-451-1039. Joined by my co-host, the Robin of the show, Jason Koch D. Ambrosio. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm glad I made it today. Yeah, it was supposed to be a great show, and then you came. So. That's it. You were supposed to be solo today, and but now, I couldn't now, let that happen. Nope. I couldn't do that to our audience. Oh, man. So now you guys have to settle for what it's been like every other uh, day. Could have been a good one today, but uh, here we are. Uh, but obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing here. But sure you are. A couple of things that uh, uh, we got to hit. We got some, uh, some, some uh, housekeeping we have to do over here. So the first thing is we have an announcement to make starting next week. So this Friday is going to be our last show on Fridays, and we're just going to be coming to you live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. The reason for this is that just a lot of stuff going on at the church. We got to spend a lot more time with some of our core team leaders, uh, some of our core members. We got a lot of trainees coming up, guest videos coming up, and we got a lot of things taking place like what I would like to announce October. October 17th, we have one of our partners coming in to be doing this, uh, our Sunday service, uh, coming uh, with a message about the human trafficking and the sex trafficking that's not only taking place in Long Island, but the entire world in ways that we could get involved. And we're going to be showing some videos and uh, uh, one of their representatives is going to be speaking with us and, and it's going to be an awesome way to get involved. So it's going to be October 17th. Uh, so if you're interested in, in, in making an impact and, and transforming Long Island and transforming this world, uh, it, it starts with uh, it starts with different initiatives like this, and so we're just going to need some more time to focus on those things. And as much as we love to spend time with you, we're going to have to cut back the Friday nights uh, and be spending every Wednesday night with you at 6 p.m. So this Friday is our last Friday service. So starting October, we'll be with you every Wednesday at 6 
p.m. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that. So this Friday is the last Friday uh, that we'll be on here on 103.9. I know they got some great content coming on there as well. We'll be with you every Wednesday at 6 p.m. So that is that. Second thing I wanted to hit on tonight uh, was uh, was was the story here from from. Long Island natives here, Brian Laundry and Gabby Petito. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know what's been going on. Uh, graduated from Blue Point uh, High School here in Long Island, and this has turned into an absolute mess. And, uh, you know, we could get into some of the particulars here, but, you know, just prayers to the families, uh, uh, prayer to the family of Gabby, and, you know, honestly, and Brian's family too. You know, they, they, there's a lot of things that are going on here, We and this is, needs a lot of intercession and a lot of prayer uh, on top of a lot of action and accountability that, that is, I'm sure, going to come forth over the next couple of days. And I just got a note at 420, 4.30, uh, they actually just uh, notified, uh, I got a ping on my phone, that an underwater dive team arrived at a scene in, in, in Florida in like a swampy region. They are, uh, it's expected that, that that he is in that water somewhere. So, really? Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing a search over there. It started at 430. So. Yeah, it is a very tragic scenario. I think a lot of us, as we watched everything unfold, you it's one of those things you want the best to come out of it, but it just didn't seem like it was going in that direction. There was obviously issues there. Very, very close to home, us being based out of, uh, you know, Islip here in Oakdale. Uh, I've got friends and family and uh, that have uh, have children that have grown up with these two and, right. you know, given some insight into what they were like and have pictures of, you know, being together in middle school. And, and you know, when something like this, I mean, it happens all the time, right? And it's really, really unfortunate. Uh, but it's just, yeah, thoughts and prayers, you know, and, and real prayers. If you really pray for these people, you know, we say thoughts and prayers, we put the prayer emojis up, but nothing really replaces legitimate prayer and, you know, talking to the next generation about what it means to, you know, get out of toxic relationships, to treat people. You know, one of our ministry friends posted today that, you know, instead of, um, Instead of, uh, you know, teaching girls to get out of toxic relationships to teach guys, you know, to not, you know, abuse women. I said, well, it's got to be both. right? It's got to be both. Yeah, because you're never going to eradicate yeah. one or the other completely. Exactly. So That's why to. it's kind of like it's like, yeah, it's a nice meme. But and I get what you're, where you're going with this. But we've got to teach our men to be men and our, and our, and our girls, to, you know, to be, to be, to be women. women. Yeah, yeah Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Men's got to be men, and they got to they got to move in their calling. And what that really means. Yeah. yeah. And women have got to be women, and that and that's just the bottom line here. Um, and, uh, and and let's not go to the extremes here. Are you saying that men got a uh, certain roles and women got certain roles? And this is this and this is that? No, no, no. Uh, this is not what I'm saying. Listen, I teach my daughters they could do anything that they put their minds to, but they're they're also being taught to going to be awesome, loving, powerhouse women of God, wives, mothers, uh, and it goes same to my my boys are going to honor women respect women lift women up in prayer cover them protect them guard them guide them um and so you know it, it's interesting because you know right away you know the story you know you know with uh brian and his and his parents you know the question is like you knew you think they know you, they knew what happened before after and all this stuff and this is where we got to put our faith to action and pray for them you know it, w- I, I don't personally believe beforehand they knew but obviously it's, it looks like there's a cover-up going on after, after yeah i i have back. no idea i can't even begin to speculate right i know what it looks like but 
it's but what, just but just picture in their shoes, right? You come home and your kid's there. What do you do? You're going to protect your kid or not? Right or wrong? Yeah, or, or if he's there saying, I, you know, listen, she left me. She le- right. I, I, who knows? Who knows? It just it is a terrible situation to be in. I never, ever, ever want to be in that situation. Uh, so you know, you think about the perch of God and where He sits, looking at us, and He's He's above our problems and looking down, and and He sees everything. He sees the people that we're fighting with, what they're up to, what they're talking about, what we're doing. And sometimes we have to take a similar perch and just realize, like, hey, you know, this is just a messed up and jacked up situation yeah. for everybody altogether. I mean, if he killed her, right? What drove him to that? Yeah. And that's crazy a, it's a crazy part, the thing people. And then Gabby's family, my goodness, what they're going so through, sorry. her family and friends, you know, uh, our prayers and condolences. Couldn't even imagine or fathom what they must be going through in this whole entire situation. And we just pray that the light of God just shines over them, their family, brings them comfort, and honestly, that justice is served and that the people that have are responsible for this are held accountable to this. Uh, and uh, listen, man, you reap what you sow. And, yep. and that's the way this, this it works in this life. And so I, I uh, think there's a movement tonight to put candles or lights at the end of your driveway. I know there's a lot of people in Deer Park that are doing that. I've heard a buzz doing that. So if, you, right. if you're doing that or you're doing anything to, uh, or, or if you have any comments, I think about, you know, just what's going on, you know, feel free to call us in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And this is where, again, we got to just step in and be uh, the voice of God, the voice of we We are never going to understand everything that takes place and you're never going to understand God. You'll never understand everything. And honestly, you don't have to understand everything to believe in something, right? Like we don't understand everything in the universe. Right. You know, there's so we we know very little bit about this entire universe. Very, very, very little, but we know it exists. And you know, you know, we just don't know things that we don't know. And we got to be that voice of God. The God, and one of the the definitions of God is God, our Comforter. And it's in these times where the Comforter, the 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 one who heals, the one who who builds, and the one who gives strength. And and we just pray that uh, that that. That they're not su- that she is not suffering anymore. You know that she the, the torment, torture in the mind. You know based on some of the reports of her mental stability and just different things like that. Again, all speculation, but whatever the case is, we just pray that God's uh, divine justice is is implemented and is his. Is, this is amazing grace, man. Is amazing grace. That's it. And just like the Holy Spirit is a comforter in us, we're really called to be that comforting voice here on this planet. And anybody who is in relation with them, if if you're there, I want to personally invite you to church on Sunday um, at Sound of Heaven in Deer Park. So if you're a friend or family uh, of Gabby, you're more than welcome to come on down. We're going to greet you with open arms, a place for healing, for restoration, and for love. Uh, we're located right in Deer Park, our website, soh.church. You can get our address off there. I hope you hope somebody's listening. I hope somebody takes us up on it. I hope you guys come and visit us, and you know you don't have to go through this alone. Yeah, let we, us know what we can do. Yeah, anything we can do, just let us know. You're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. We're going to have some more conversation around a couple things here, uh, and then we're going to get into Matthew chapter 20. Welcome back, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio Live, where we are incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all, and we're here with you each and every, actually, we should just change this, right? We're here with you every single Wednesday night at 6 p.m. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. Check out our website, soh.church. That's soh.church. We want to cordially and kindly and lovingly 
and very sternly invite you to one of our services every single Sunday uh, at 10.30 a.m. located right in the park. You get our address off our website at soh.church. If you want to join in on our conversation, we'd love to get your feedback. 631-451-1039. 631-451-1039. So. Crazy stuff. You're right. You're I'm good. looking. No, I'm looking at Fox. Fox is reporting right now that uh, neighbors say family appeared to go camping after the boyfriend returned from Wyoming. The whole family. The whole family appeared to go camping. Interesting. Interesting. Fascinating. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what turns up from there. Like I said, we just pray that quickly God's justice get, get, give some it. answers um, is uh, is there. So. Um, anyways, all right. Let's. I, I wanted to talk about this because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in Christianity that makes me nauseous, to be quite honest with you. But um, it's uh, things that are very important for us to have conversation about. It, it's in regards to the government, in regards to Christianity, in, in in God, and how God operates in the United States of America. How God operates inside of inside of every single man and woman that calls himself a Christian, and and. You know, the first thing that I want to I want to say is that my viewpoint I understand is different than many viewpoint on here. I know a lot of Christians they want you know a Christian man of God as president. Not to say that I don't. I would love for that to happen. It's it's not there. But what what I mean by we don't need it, I mean that we don't necessarily need it. I am not one that is for forcing anything upon anybody, and that I believe everybody has a right to choose. Um, to do what they want in regards to their faith and their belief. Um, and if you track through history, um, and, and this is just is talking about from a cultural standpoint, not from a Christian standpoint, because from a Christian standpoint and as a pastor standpoint, I'm looking to convert you to Christianity. I'm just being honest with you. I'm looking to convert you over to being a believer in Jesus because he is the only way, uh, the way, the truth, and the life. He died on a cross for you and your sins. So I want to make that perfectly clear uh, on there. But by forcing people to believe in Jesus, by mandating mandating these things, government mentally or or regionally never ever 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 works and you see that all throughout history too we could go trace these things all the way back to somebody like constantine where they were like forced feeding mandates of becoming christian uh you know, or else there was extreme consequences to those things. And we kind of pull over, not to the extreme levels of that, but we pull over a lot of those kind of theology, that those type of, I guess, ideologies into America today, where we want the government to regulate Christian virtues and values inside of everybody, whether right. they like it or not. And those things are just never effective that way. I'm one that firm, I'm a firm believer is that the, America is a reflection of the strength of the church. And when the church is weak, America's weak. And when the church is strong, America's strong. And if Christians would just be Christians. You don't need the government necessarily to mandate everything. Now, again, with that being said, would I like a, a Christian past a president? Of course I would. But um, you know, no matter who's president, I know the God that I serve, and He's ruling and reigning no matter what. I do all my duties as an American citizen, um, and then I do all my duties as well as a Christian man of God. And I pray for the leaders, whether I agree or disagree. Um, and uh, you know, I know we we talk about this a lot, Jason, and we disagree on some things, and we agree on some things. You know, but I think one of the things that um, that we can agree on here is is that force feeding nature. And one of the things in our conversations recently that I had said that one of the red flags that always comes to me 
when, when talking to somebody on the right or the left is when they can never correct the person that they voted for. Right. When, you know, when it's Donald Trump, then nothing he does is ever wrong. When it's Joe Biden, nothing he does is ever wrong. And that's when you just become a shill of the president you know, that's there. And there's, no, there's agenda there. There's intent there. There's motive there. Because honestly, no man is, no man is perfect. There's mistakes made on two op- both sides of the spectrum here. Yeah, the epitome of uh, of being closed-minded, I think, is not being able to self-reflect and call out the people that you generally agree with, right? Yeah. One thing that really gets me is is like, well, uh, you know, look at what Joe Biden did. Okay, well, look at what Trump did. Right. Oh, right. yeah, well, look at what Obama did. We got to stop with the what-about-isms because— at, Eventually, what we have to do is get a standard. What right. what should we do going forward? And you hit a bunch of good points uh, about even the his- history of the church. The church was its strongest when it was under some of the most oppressive— Now, I don't want an oppressive, tyrannical environment. Right. I don't want that for a second. Right. But you look at the history of the church— the church turned the world upside down when they were oppressed in that way. Yeah. One of the the weakest parts of the church is like when you mentioned Constantine, right? Mm-hmm. Constantine basically makes everybody be a Christian, and it's like the individual church member, the ecclesia, the body of Christ, really lost its individual power at that point. Well, if you think about it, the, the church itself— is is supposed to be is us it's not a building the church is you right. it's not an organization right it's it's you and we collectively gather together make up what's called the body of christ so an awesome post today it was so good how being gathered and assembled are two different things right when you buy a bike in a million part pieces every all the pieces are gathered but they're not assembled fair enough and the church the church can get can be gathered but also not assembled right and you know when the church could also and but and the church separate can also be assembled and very powerful but the point of it is is that no relationship where you're forcing somebody to be in that relationship is ever a powerful relationship which is something that constantine did in fact there are many different theories that constantine's christianity itself was just a political ploy which i happen to personally believe on there yeah I do because too. because all listen if you do a, a, a quick search on a lot of just how the romans itself uh expanded their kingdoms and 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 their power uh they would adopt all these different types of religions and they would kind of play to the game of whatever religion there their whole ideology was let me get on the side as the most amount of gods as i can and hey let's roll the dice one of them's got to be right yeah and you have to look at what was going on in the roman empire in that time rome itself was kind of fractured so constantine is definitely looking to uh add to his ranks so to speak so you know listen i i have no idea whether he had a vision i know his mom apparently was allegedly a, a christian uh but it's all a lot of convenient stuff uh coming together, uh, which really drove Christianity from uh, from being oppressed to now being at the forefront yeah, I mean, of everything. It, it led to a big, like, silent period of the church, a, da- a dead uh, church age, which was pretty crazy. But I want you to think of relationships. Imagine if you found out your spouse was being paid to love you. Would that take away the value of that relationship? Sure. Of course it would, right? Uh, just imagine if somebody was being forced at gunpoint to, again, to love you back, to be married to you, to stay in a relationship. But then imagine, you know, despite all your faults, that that's still that person freely chooses to love you. How amazing is that? Yeah. No, that's real. And that's what God's looking for. And that's what we should be looking for is real. Like you think about prayer in school, I was right? just going to bring that oh, point you, up. They, no, they, no, I was just going to bring that point up. And, that, and that's one of my main things. Like I don't need the government to mandate prayer in school. As a Christian, I pray in school. I pray in 
work. That's I pray uh, up and down. My kids, they pray in the morning. They pray in school. Somebody gets hurt. They pray for them there. Uh, you don't need governmental mandates to make that happen. If Christians were just Christians, these things would just manifest out of the abundance of our hearts. And 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 when we're genuine and transparent, not being fun. I mean, who wants a bunch of people force it? You could make America, force America by, by, by a strong fist to pray, and that would do less than 20 genuine people gathered in a room together praying with everything that they got. Absolutely. You want to instill prayer in school, it's still prayer at home, and it's going to happen in school whether anybody's allowed to do it or not. Think about just all the other things. You cannot legislate people's behaviors. You may be able to stop what somebody does physically, but God wants to change the heart, right? If you would have done it if I wasn't holding you back— your heart's not changed. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're looking at, you know. And that's but what- again, look throughout the whole Bible, Jay, and I think it proves our point, right? They throw Joseph in jail, and he still was praying and worshiping, right? He was still studying the Word of God. He had Job back then. You know what I'm saying? Like all those things were just are just fascinating. You couldn't stop these guys from moving, right? They didn't wait for Rome to become like genuinely Christian to allow them to move in in, in this God ordained manner. Paul, all these apostles were martyred for a cause of love, and and that's because Christians bucked against the trend. Uh, and and that's what we need to do today. We at times need to stand up and buck against that trend and do what's not popular w- with a risk uh, of losing it all at times. And I believe one of those times is right now. We're going to get more into that in a bit. You're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Apostle Johnny Ova. I we're with you every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. We want to invite you to church every Sunday, 10:30 a.m. But this Sunday would be a perfect time to get started. Jason's actually preaching this Sunday, yeah. uh, and uh, it's going to be an awesome, amazing time. Uh, Just stay tuned. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day... He was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at soh.church. That's soh.church. Welcome back, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio Live, where we are incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all, and we're here with you every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. I pass it to Sound of Heaven Church, located in Deer Park. Visit our website at soh.church. That's soh.church. You can find out more about our upcoming events and services. Subscribe to our podcast, Sound of Heaven Radio, wherever you download your podcasts, and like us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Sound of Heaven Live. You can download our free app 
in your app store or marketplace by searching Sound of Heaven. If you want to join in on the conversation, give us a call, 631-451-1039, 631-451-1039. Uh, we made an announcement at the beginning of the show. This Friday is our last Friday show uh, that will be coming to you. Uh, we have a lot of stuff going on at the church, Sound of Heaven. We've got a lot of trainings coming up. It's just going to take a lot of our time and our focus to do that. So we're moving to one day a week, Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock. So that's why we're going to be with you every Wednesday. But this Friday we'll be on, and then it's every Wednesday from then on out. Uh, joined by my co-host, Jason Kajadi Ambrosio. We've been talking a lot tonight just about Christianity and our freedoms in this country and mandating things and mandating people to do things. And and Jay, it's like one of the prime examples of, of, of good intentions turning into an absolute disaster right um when we talk about forcing people to do things that they honestly that they don't want to do you know to be i get just to be quite frank with you yeah that's never real even if they do it it's not real and god is wanting a god is wanting a real relationship with people not a forced relationship right listen i want everybody to love jesus but i don't want everybody forced to love jesus i want everybody to learn about jesus understand who he is and what he's done and then fall in love with him like i did think of how many kids go to college and they drop their faith like a bad habit right many 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 and part of the reason of that is is that we tell our children what to believe, we don't display why it's worth believing, why it's true. I think that's a big part of it. It is a big part. And forced religion, since the beginning of time, um, is just a major problem. It just it always turns to be this absolute disaster. Um, and I know we mentioned Constantine before, but even in the first century, uh, when the Christians first started emerging, they were, they were they were always looked at as as crazy people for yep. sure. But one of the things that they were not that it was funny because they bucked against the trend. The, the Romans were perfectly fine with letting Christians be Christians as just like another cult along with the other religions, because many of the Christians, I mean, many of the Romans and the Roman emperors like their goal of was being to such a great emperor that they would be deified um as a god uh and so you know they were really trying to make it with the people they really were trying to play to the placate to a lot of the people sometimes by force depending on the emperor right sometimes by being very diplomatic uh but interestingly enough when it comes to the revolt with the jewish roman war and and this is a uh, an interesting aspect of the the, the roman jewish war was that after Nero died, it was more along the lines of, all right, we got to get, but we got to stop placating all these other gods and just go back to the original Roman gods. And so they tried to force these mandates of, of a Roman god worship on everybody, and the Christians fought against it. They wouldn't pay their taxes to it. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't really do anything. So they were actually deemed, is where the word came from. They were deemed atheists. Atheists. You're talking about the the, the Jewish no, people. Christians. The Christians. The, the, the Christian Jews, they were deemed as atheists because it wasn't the non-belief in a God. It was not belief in their God. I would have to imagine traditional Israel was in the same boat. Yeah, oh yeah, kind of to a degree, but a lot of traditional Israel placated the Roman. They were just fine with being able to worship their well, God. Well, that was kind of Herod's story, right? He wanted he, he wanted everything to be nice. But what really started happening was, uh, was Rome started encroaching on the temple itself, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's because, again, they didn't pay their taxes. They started getting rowdy, and then Nero was was making an example of them, uh, and that also came off of the uh, that came off of the Great Fire uh, in Rome in, in right. what, 66 AD. You know where uh, the the story is that Nero uh, was playing a fiddle as as the all these buildings were falling to the ground, and then what happened was he started to rebuild Rome in the image that he wanted. It was beautiful, but also took some of the money and started building his own place really nice. Uh, and so people started talking, going, "Did he burn Rome down?" 
Huh. Did he burn Rome down so we could build up his old, uh, you know, place real nice too? On top of everything, although he was doing a good job of rebuilding Rome with better materials, um, so w- in order to please the people, the Christians were hated anyway. So he started to blame the Christians for burning burning it down, and he would tie Christians up in his garden of the new places that he was building. He'd light them on fire, make a public spectacle. He let animals rip in the shreds. Also, let them come in and watch that. It was really kind of a grotesque and violent way uh, to there. And there were people that r- even the people that hated the Christians. We're saying this is just too far, too much, too much. Right, to and we know this happened because of Tacitus, right? Uh, yep. Tacitus wrote all about this. He also wrote about Jesus, which is interesting. Tacitus was a historian. Yeah, Roman historian. A little slant on it. He hated Nero, but one of the things that he did agree with Nero on was his hatred towards the Christians. Right, I, I, I like how he described it. He said the most exquisite of tortures. Yeah, he, put, yeah. he put on the, the Christians. But one thing that's really interesting is he talked about how Christ— was executed by Pontius Pilate, which this is extra biblical evidence of what we know happened, that there was a man named Jesus who was crucified under Pontius Pilate. Yeah. That is not, you know, so... Yeah, not debatable. Not debatable at all. But again, we when we look at history like this, we could see the problems with, again, forcing people to do things and, and, and that strong-arm approach uh, in there. And that's different than holding people accountable. And so as Christians... Uh, you know, we got to do a better job of st- of, of not. Wor- I mean, it's like the reverse. We got no faith and worry about everything. Right. Right. Instead of just trusting that God's in control, doing the best we can under whatever circumstances we have, loving people unconditionally, and allowing the supernatural power of God to move. Right. Listen, I'm not. I'm not happy with everything that's going on right now by any stretch of the imagination. But honestly, there wasn't a time period that I've been alive that I was happy with everything that was going on. Right. And uh, and and I'm just gonna keep being me, the me that God has made me to be. I'm going to keep loving people unconditionally. I'm going to keep proclaiming the name of Jesus and the th- and the attributes that he possessed because that's really the separator of Jesus and God of why we say preaching the name of Jesus. This isn't just some religious context of bow uh, bow down and worship, bow down, but it's a lifestyle approach uh, that Jesus um, that Jesus was modeling for us that we as Christians just don't do a good job at doing. Right? right. We want to go against the. Le- I'm using the left here as as an example because it just seems like Christianity is the right and everybody else is the left, which is so unfair. Um, but it, it's it's anybody who doesn't agree with what we want uh, that's there. And when you go back into the first century, right, you have Jesus doing the exact opposite. I don't think the church would like Jesus today, to be quite honest no, with I'm you, if he sure walked the it. face of the earth uh, today. You have Jesus, you have the tax collectors. They were looked at as common criminals. You didn't even associate with people like this, and Jesus is eating dinner with them, right? You got prostitutes who, who again, look, they were just like the, the, the dregs of society here, and, and they were looked at as just like, oh, whatever, they're just using, and Jesus is loving on them and all that stuff like that, protecting them against the, the Romans. In fact, all throughout the Bible, the main people that Jesus was fighting with was the church, the temple people um, that were not adjusting here to to what the new covenant was all about and what God was doing. Uh, and you see this just all throughout time. Jesus forgiving the, the, the thief on the cross right next to him, saying, this day you'll be with me in paradise. You weren't supposed to heal on the Sabbath, and yet Jesus now was healing people on the Sabbath because he put people first. He didn't ask them what their belief was. He didn't ask them if they were Roman, if they were Samaritan, if they were Jewish, if they were... He didn't ask them. He just saw them as his chil- children and began to heal them and make their life better 
uh, no matter the inconvenience of himself. And so he really bucked the trend and, and bucked the norm uh, a lot during his time. Yeah, and that's why what he did was so offensive to the religious leaders of that time who were, who were very good at excluding people. Uh, very good at excluding people for, for the sins. And the interesting thing, Jesus calls them hypocrites because why? They took their stature and imposed it upon everybody else. Meanwhile, they were doing things probably worse than the tax collector, right? right. So that's why a lot of even the parables go into, it's a direct shot at the Pharisees and their religiosity saying, hey, listen, you're in the same boat as everybody else. Yeah, the Christians today, because I get this a lot, they go, why don't you just fight for unity within a church? And I do fight for unity with the legitimate church, but I am not unifying myself that anything that is not God and not Christ. Right. I can't do that. You know, and so my question is, hey, people on the right, will you pray for the left? People on the left, will you pray for the right? If somebody was in trouble with the right, would you step in front of a bullet? for somebody on the left and vice versa. Uh, you know, are we truly loving people without conditions as Christ has loved us? And, and and unfortunately, the answer by a lot of our actions is no on that. Well, I think a big fallacy too is is that if we disagree, we're not unified. If we disagree, that then we can't come together on anything whatsoever. And I think we've created a culture, right, where if you don't agree with me, you hate me. That's a straw man argument, right? Yeah, if yeah. you don't, even with the whole vaccine stuff, not to get down that road, but it's like, it's like, oh, you don't want vaccine mandates? You're anti-science. That's ridiculous. Right, right. That's utterly ridiculous. Right. I totally agree. No, no, totally, totally, totally agree. But then some of the other issues like on mandates and all that stuff like that, we have mandates right now, you know, which is not an approach that people, it's so politicized and such a hot topic. And that's, honestly, it's our leadership, to be quite honest with you. That's that's, where where I put a lot of the blame on this is around the leadership and the supporting cast where we're playing, we're playing with people's lives. We're playing with the lives of people are dying and we're using it for gain of power. Again, no different than the first century. Right. No different than these first century century leaders of Rome, of, 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 of Israel, uh, even of Constantine, religious Christianity. It's not a good place to be in. The kingdom comes without a side. The kingdom comes without a color. We stand up for what's right. We stand up, and, and that's in like the boxed, this boxed labeling of everything I just cannot stand. No, absolutely. And what we need to do is find, find the common ground. Right, yeah. <laughs> we all want people not to be sick and to be safe. Right, so let's let's have conversations around that without tearing each other apart. It's yeah. like you know that's why social media. If you have to ask me what invention. Uh, you know, it looks to be good, but maybe really bad for humanity. I got to put social media on that list. Well, it's a, p- a power that people don't know how to possess, to be quite honest with you. It's literally like the social media is like the the 1980s version of the bathroom stall, right? <laughs> Looking for a good time? Call Jenny at 555-555. You know, that's what social media is today. Anybody with a, a computer or a phone can voice yeah, opinion no, and, and claim no to be fact or build a website. Yeah, without any responsibility. Yeah, no repercussions, no accountability. You can't say it to their face, right? You hide them behind the computer a lot of the times. It's just, it's it's a good, it's it's a blessing and a curse. And if used right, it could be a great blessing. If used wrong, it could be just like everything it's else, like anything right? else. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so, but it, but we just got to, as Christians, we got to stop. The Bible says, do not worry. Do not fear. Be anxious for nothing. You know, let's let's truly believe right. that. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Yeah, and pe- and and this is and peacemakers are not. I'm going to make people believe what I believe. Yeah, or or and I'm not going to appease everybody. It's I'm going to find the common ground and find the good. Right, right. right. I, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to pull the curtain back here a little bit. I don't run the church the way John wants to run the church. 
I run the church the way God wants John to run the church. There are things that I want that I don't do because it's just not the way God would want me to do it. I'm not here to build a club of John, right? A club of people like John who want to do things like I'm here to build the kingdom of God. And that is under, that is doing the best that I can, hearing all sides of the spectrum that are no, and because there are people that live a wor- in a world, and this is the crazy part, right? There are people that live in a world, they could be in the same town, but live in a world completely different than I live in. They experience different things that I do. And that could be on a, on a cultural status uh, due to color of our skin. That could be on an economic status. I mean, think about it. You could be living in your town. The wealthy part and the poor part live two different lives, even though the town's the same name. Right. You know, and the things that they struggle with on a daily basis are not the things that you struggle with on a daily basis. You know, and, and, and so the things that society has for you may not be right may not they may not have the same benefits on the other on the other side of the coin and if there's injustices going on on that other side or even on the side that you're living on people just want to be heard and helped and and know that we're in this together genuinely in this together yeah but listen it's clear as day you know you have black white man woman you know things that can divide us now you have like again vaxxed on vax all this stuff it's used as a as a ploy to keep us because if we're fighting amongst each other right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, we're distracted 24 hours a day. Right. But what would happen if we found the common ground, we work together? Yeah, no, And absolutely. we just love people where they're at. You know what I mean? It's okay if we disagree, uh, but let's let's get done what we need to get done. Yeah, and then it's defining that goal, right? right. What is that goal look like? It's say it's what we talk about the unity of the church, right? Like unify, unify. It's unity on what? Are we unifying to proclaim the name of Jesus to 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 win to explain who God is to people? I'm all for that. Are we unifying just to get people in the cafeteria to sing songs, worship songs? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not necessarily right. doing that, right? Uh, it, the, the Christianity, genuine Christianity, gener- authentic, transparent. And honest biblical Christianity should change and transform cities if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. If if your church closed down and the town didn't even notice, that's a problem. Absolutely. Why? Because of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, meekness, kindness, self-control. Like th- that is what happens when God's people move. That that is what gets duplicated, and we don't. You look at society; we have hardly any of that. Yeah, and that, and uh, I'm not even pointing outside the church. I'm ta- I'm pointing in the church. The, the, the questions that you hear from people are like, "Can I even be loved by God?" That that should that should not even come out of the mouth of anybody on the planet. Forget what you do. Forget your sexual preference, your color. Again, your economic. Does God love you should never come out of somebody's mouth, right. period. End of story. Right. And that's when somebody says that, bad job by the church. Bad job, absolutely. 100%. Um, and, and so now it's, okay, so what's the common goal? What's the common thread? And how do we reteach God? And how do we reframe God? Uh, and, and again, the churches, just lack, they just lack behind. Again, this is not a slam on the, on. this is a slam on the institutional people that are called the church, not the genuine church of God. You know, as time goes the apostle, we call this the apostolic. An apostle is somebody who pioneers. They start new things, right? And the 12 apostles of the Bible started, planted, and, and pioneered a movement of the new covenant. Uh, and I believe there are ap- uh, apostolic people today, right, that are pioneering new missions, new mandates, new organizations, new uh, just new things that God wants to do because there are new problems today that never existed, uh, like the social media digital church. The apostles weren't thinking about that. Right. You know, they're just new th- opportunities to proclaim the kingdom of God and do that. And genuine 
apostolic churches, they keep the same box, right? The same message, the same message of Christ, but they box it in different boxes. People receive things differently, right? A young person receives information differently than an older person. Uh, 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 people in Africa receive information differently than people in America. People in China receive people. All these people receive information differently than them. And it, it goes by, again, age. It goes by gender. It goes by marital status. There are things that draw people in versus not, right? Uh, and we got to get better as the church of putting the gospel of Jesus Christ into boxes that everybody can digest. Right. And you know what? You don't have to deliver it to everybody. Right. You know, you can influence the people that are around you in the places where God has given you gifts and talents and abilities. I think yeah. that's the apostolic church in a sense, right? It's it's out of Ephesians 4. It's equipping people for what? The maturing of their life and for the work of the service, right? And that's really what, when we gather as a church, when we get together as the church of God, is empowering one another to make an impact in the areas of life where we, are, where we live. Yep. Yep, that's 100% right. And so, again, bad job if we're not doing it. And stop justifying yourself while we're planting a lot of seeds, please. Those seeds have been dead in the ground for the last 30 years. Oh, all right, let's start seeing some fruit and some harvesting from all the work and all the prayers. There's, you know, the church mothers and all these people praying out there and have been laying and sowing with their tears. I believe that this is a season where God is really going to, there's going to be a, there's right now, there's a big sifting going on. Just think of sifting through soil. There's a huge sifting going on, but a lot of promise and a lot of excitement excitement coming out of the body of Christ because there are reformers that are rising up that are bringing forth major change to the body of Christ and the religious are going to hate it just like the first century but it's going to impact this world in a way that that people are going to be talking about 100 200 500,000 years from now they're going to remember back in the 2000s you know when they did this and they did that and they stepped up and they did this and all of this stuff and I for one am excited about that because God is doing this new thing and people are going to be truly affected by the power of God the power of the Holy Ghost and we want once again, we'll see that revival of the supernatural, miracles, signs, and wonders. And, you know, again, it's it's just let loose. Trying to make people do stuff is such hard work, man. Right. It's, a, it's such a frustrating, egotistical, prideful pedestal to be on. Just do what you're supposed to do and trust God with the rest of it. Love people unconditionally and allow God to work in their hearts. That's, I mean, it's not hard. It's not complicated. People don't like people with agendas. That's why we're up front. I'm looking, I'm looking for your soul. I want your heart with Jesus' heart. I'm looking to to make you a believer. That is my end game in everything that I do. And if you if you become one, praise God, I'll rejoice with you. If you never become one, I'm still gonna love you unconditionally. We're still gonna be friends. We're still gonna hang out. And I'm not gonna get mad and all that type of stuff. That Amen. is what genuine unconditional love is. It's God's work, not mine. I just gotta be in place and position, allow God to do the rest. That's that sound of heaven in a nutshell. Yeah, right that's there. SOH in a nutshell, right? <laughs> and this is why we believe God is has really put a bl a, a blessing on us, where we're seeing um we're, we're seeing God move mightily. We're seeing souls being one to the Lord. We're seeing really supernatural healings, man, taking place. It's exciting to hear all these testimonies. And I pray that God would intervene in any situation you're struggling with tonight. I pray that God would intervene in your marriages and in your health and in your finances. I pray that God would open doors that no man can shut. And I I pray that God tonight, even in your dream would reveal himself more to you than he ever has your entire life. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. We're excited to be with you Friday. Come check out one of our services. Go to SOH.Church. You can hear our messages, see all the great things we're about. It's going to be an awesome and exciting experience for you and your family. Have an amazing night, everybody. God bless you. We'll see you Friday. The 
views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.